and welcome back to the Rugby Connection podcast, the only fan podcast for all the rugby. Well, boys, we're finally here. We're in the Six Nations. Harv's not with us because he's too busy drinking all the Guinness on our behalf. But we've got Cam, we've got Marcello. Gents, how are we? Yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, Six Nations have kicked off, so... We're we're yes. back. We're back to normality. We're back to international rugby, as all things should be. As have you recovered? Be. Have you recovered from Saturday evening yet, Murray? After that tense game Ooh, in I'm, I'm still sleep deprived from Wednesday from having <laughs> baby number two arriving. So yeah. that's all kind of a world one, but I'm all good. Congrats so and congrats good. to you, Chief. Congrats to you. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. Very kind. So we're just we're just making the dynasty happen now. Start them young, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I can't wait for your your kids to figure out that they're English eligible and then go play for like Saracens in England. That's going to be great. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> Nations is back, and oh my god, what a round to start us off! Yeah, with. a brilliant way to open it up. Friday night lights. It's unheard of, really, that we have a Friday night lights to start the show. France, Ireland, the last two Grand Slam champions, and. Ireland smacked France about for 80 minutes. Yep. 38-17. Yeah, we'll France um, <laughs> France shut the bed a bit. I really thought France were going to go into this tournament and absolutely wipe it. I thought, uh, you know, Anton Dupont not being there aside, I thought they would be more than capable of, with the talent that they have, more than mm-hmm. capable of easily winning a Grand Slam this year. I thought Ireland's losses were much more substantial than France's. But, um, you know, after that game, it sort of flipped everything on its head because France were were, re- were genuinely really bad. Yeah, they were. thing is, I don't even think that's like, I don't know, maybe it's just cold feet. That's, how, that's what I see that as because this French team's still a threat throughout the tournament. You can't write them off. It's mm. France. But I just, I don't know. I don't know if it was just the cold feet that got to them or the... DuPont bit, and Tamank, all that mess. Bit of, pressure, bit of pressure, I think. I mean, obviously, the World Cup didn't go as planned and they were they were sort of... They were favourites, I think, but, I mean, everyone knew that they'd have to beat some good teams to win it, but home World Cup, the sort of the expectation of the crowd and France notorious for having supporters that are very happy and create a great atmosphere, but when it's going bad, they don't. don't. And, I think, and I think Ireland did so well to start really well and that just completely took the sting out of that atmosphere in Marseille. And that's the key. If you can quieten them down and sort of get them to get on their own players' backs, which they did, yeah, they sort of won that game in the first 10-15 minutes. And from then on, a team that's like right. Ireland are never going to surrender that lead and they just were able to kick on and they're too good to too good to let France back into it. And ultimately it was uh yeah, France were just pretty miserable. Do you know what I think it could be? I think ever since the World Cup uh, quarterfinal, I think because, I mean, what was the home winning streak for France before that? Pretty substantial. Very, very high. I, I think I think that sort of that ethos of France at home has sort of d- disappeared after it's been proven that they yeah. can be beaten at home. And Ireland took advantage of that, knowing that they're not unbeatable at home. Sure. Yeah. Speaking of Ireland... And this is a massive positive going into the future, long term mm. as well. Joe McCarthy, first Six Nations start. Man of the match. Of the match. Absolutely phenomenal. And you know, like we've been debating it for weeks. Who's going to be the 10th round? Jack Crowley's answer. I know we all said Prendergast, but 
Crawley looked so cool, calm, collected, as if he's been doing that for years. Mm. And you actually need that chilled out like mentality. Yeah, great leadership and just Ireland all over was. It just yeah, it just felt like Ireland going through their gears as normal. It did you know it didn't even feel like we were having a bit like any sort of rebuilding phase. Honestly, like this has to be one of the smoothest transitions. It might be too early to say because we could see chinks in the armor going through the rest of the tournament. Um, but from that first game, from that first impression, it, it looks to be a very smooth transition for Andy Farrell. Very. Easy. I think it makes it makes a massive difference for Crowley because I, I'm not going to get too excited about him just yet. I think the fact that he's got. A player like Bundyaki one side and mm. Jamie Gibson Park the other side. That I almost feel like you could have put. I want not so you could put anyone in there, but like I think any youngster, inexperienced player is going to be quite comfortable in a game when you've got those two other side. And they were both tremendous. Like Jamie Gibson Park does does for Ireland almost. I think what Dupont does for France, he just marshals the game, he controls the game, he controls the tempo. His kicking game is so good. And then Bundyaki just carries everything, offloads everything. And they just make Ireland tick. And Crowley must just be absolutely delighted to have those two guys. Bundyaki is so good, he doesn't even need a number on his back. But it's fine. No, it's so good. <laughs> yeah, big win for Ireland. Massive praise to the boys in green. France, I don't know where to go from there, really. I mean, Damien Pinot scores, but that's what Damien Pinot does. Jalabert did look good. Mm. Not so sure about Lukou. No, Maxime Lukou for oh. me had a, a poor first game. I'd like to see Legaric get uh, mm. get maybe a start in the uh, in the next match. Yeah, I think that'd be harsh on Lukou though. Uh, yeah, I think he's. I think he's. I think he's, I think he's a good player. He is a good player. I, I, I just don't think anyone for France. I think maybe the the front row were good for France. Otherwise, I don't think anyone had a particularly good game. So. Mm. I wouldn't. We'll, we'll leave it on that. There's a lot of questions to be asked about Le Bleu. But we'll go on to the Saturday. Because when in Rome, I'm sorry, Marcello, mm. but by the way, no, credit to your boys, right to the end. England, still that one notch on the bedpost you can't seem to get. Mm. But hey, the close, I think this is the closest Italy have ever been 27, 24 full time to England. But oh, it was not easy. First of all, congrats to Ethan Roots, Exeter Chiefs, straight into the England setup, debut, player of the match, like Joe McCarthy. But, oh, yeah, well done, Italy. They really impressed me. I was a big fan, especially in that first half. Scotland under 20, Tommaso Allen there. I love that. But, um, no, they just clicked. The Garbisi brothers were clicking. I wouldn't say it was Paolo's best game, but him, he's not really used to playing with his brother. And I know that sounds really stupid. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I think it was a little bit of a surprise that he started. I think most of us thought it'd probably be Stephen Varney. Um mm. and then Padrello, the, the French convert, has always has always been well not always, but in recent times has been the backup. So we didn't expect to see a lot of Garbisi this tournament, but I thought we had a really good first half. And Italy in general had a really good first half. Um very good. They caused caused England a lot of problems. Defensively they were really they really fronted up. Um but I think they made, I think it was like 112 tackles or something in that first half. And I think maybe that 15, 20-minute period after half time it, it showed a little. And we 
mistakes crept into the game. Um, England took advantage like any sort of semi-decent side would do. Um, and yeah, we finished well in the last sort of 10 minutes, but that, that little period, and that's still something to work on. We're a young squad, um, but I think there was lots there to, to enjoy. And I think the, the, the fact we kept them out in that last play and then go up the other end and score and get a losing bonus point was, would, 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 will do them the world of good. So I'm confident it's a good start. Um, lots to work on, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling quite encouraged by what I saw overall. I mean, you know what impressed me for Italy? Sorry. I was, I was just making a joke that they're ahead of France on the table, but... Yeah, well, they are, they are. They <laughs> definitely are. But what, 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 what sort of impressed me about Italy is a noticeable difference in their approach to the game. Mm. Uh, yes, we saw some, like, razzle-dazzle tries from them, and I think that just is compliment to this, this young team having been together for a, for a while now. Um, and they're starting to click, and you're starting to see that. But this this game and hopefully this tournament, I you know we saw Italy take a bit more of a points points on the board approach to the game, taking yeah. taking the points when the points were on offer, um, not trying to overplay and play out of positions where they shouldn't be like their own twenty two. We yeah. saw them much more calm, much more collected, using the forwards to get them into a good position, using that clearing kick a much more structured game from Italy in this opening game, this tournament, than we saw uh, in the opening game of the last tournament against France, yeah. where they were trying to run it from everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I still think I still think that's a work on. I still don't think Garbisi's quite got the handle on his sort of kicking from hand. I thought he was a little bit disappointing with um, his sort of clearing kicks. So I think that's still an issue to work. I still something to work on, but yeah, I think you're right. What we saw, the, the game plan and the, the, the structure, it looks looks like Kesad is gonna gonna sort of improve that. But um only time will tell. Uh mm. nice that we've got a nice easy game on Sunday. <laughs> just, Ireland, just Ireland away. Talking about an easy game, Murray. You boys might have thought you were gonna have an easy game, but it was looking like you were gonna have an easy game. Thing is, I was actually right. I said it's never easy in Canada. No. Then, then it started to prove me wrong, and then it quickly proved me right that yeah, it's never. Yeah. Easy, but oh, by far, easily the game of the weekend, and that's I, I would say so. Yeah, hundred percent. talk few, about a game of two halves. It sounds so cliche, but it is. It's ridiculous. It's true. Twenty-seven. What, what was? What was? Do you? Because Russell came out afterwards and gave a really good interview and basically said yeah. like. We feel really disappointed with that. Is that how you felt? Did you feel actually? I feel like Scotland fans probably left there feeling quite disappointed, and Welsh fans left feeling quite positive, given that the result was the flip side. So, yes and no. So I'm beyond happy that we finally broke this card. Of course, first time in 22 years that we won down there. But considering how like we were 20 now up at half time. And then quickly became 27 now. There was a silly yellow card. And it, I, I said this to Cam, because I was panicking to Cam through Snapchat during the game. But it was it felt to me as if we imploded. Like the yellow card was like, shit, what yeah. do we do now? Not, it's okay, mm -hmm. boys, just stick to the game plan. And then like that certainly got a try from the yellow card. Then Rio Dyer gets a try. Then Aaron Wainwright. I mean, how good was Aaron Wainwright if you had him in your fantasy team and as captain? Oh. Triple point. But, oh, it was beautiful. He was magic. Tommy Rafael was everywhere. 
Johan Lloyd getting into the game early because of the injury to Sam Castillo, I think really helped Wales. And yeah. the tricky thing is, it was a, it's a young Welsh team. So on paper, you're like, oh, easy. It's a Warren Gatland team. It's in Cardiff. They boys will play for pride more than anything. And then once they start clicking, they play for each other. And that's very mm. hard to put down. But before I go into the pure panic, Scotland were phenomenal in the first half. Very. Ben Russell was unplayable in in parts of that game. I I said to you, uh, there were points in that game where Finn Russell was no defence in the world. And I mean no defence in the world would have been able to defend what he was doing. That 50-22 with all the time in the world to hit that was... It's a piss take. And the best way I could see that. Obviously, Duhan van der Merva getting two tries. I mean, the second try was just almost a throwback to last year against England. Just, yeah, it was just oh, it was beautiful. Thing is, but, I don't want to I don't want to piss on Scotland's chips, but that was that first forty minutes was possibly the worst I've ever seen from an international side. Wales in that first forty minutes were absolutely dread. Right. I, th- I think you were talking about Scotland. I was like, no, no, Wales, <laughs> Wales, nothing, nothing went right. At all, literally, they were just they were the, the the change in the first half to that sort of thirty five minutes in the second half was 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 ridiculous because they were yeah. just that bad for forty minutes and then all of a sudden were were that good for thirty five yeah. minutes. It was weird. It'd be it'd be very interesting to see number one how Scotland are going to progress in this tournament uh, if they react like that to a yellow card and they react mm. like that uh, under pressure that Wales were putting them under, regardless of the yellow card or not, Wales brought the heat in the trouble. second half. Uh, if they react like that under pressure, then they're going to really, really struggle against the likes of Ireland, against the likes of France and against the likes of Italy if they carry on playing the way that they've been playing. Um, and for Wales, it will be interesting to see if they can keep consistent over an 80 minute period with obviously such an inexperienced squad um can they switch on straight away and if they do can they stay switched on for you know it's a, it is a game of two halves as it as it absolutely is but the thing you mentioned earlier Marcello, about Finn Russell's interview at the end that they were disappointed and I actually kind of want to hear that. I don't want them to hear, oh, yeah, we got the win. We're happy with that. We're not. Like, like, yes, we are because it's been so long. But, like, considering how, like, control we were and how far away we were, like, it was like night and day in that first yeah. half. That would, be, then, that, would be, that would be the biggest concern is how sort of Scotland just seemed to collapse for 30 no, minutes and I think if that go, if, if that happened against any other team in the Six yeah. Nations including Italy exactly. they would have won I think every other team would have won it's actually oh, funny you said yeah. that it's funny you said that because I've been saying it all weekend over on TikTok that yeah it's a one point win but we somehow managed to find like dig ourselves out the shit when it yeah. matters most. I that, mean that that if, last that, sort of... if that happened in the last five, ten years with that Welsh momentum, that would have killed any Scottish side and yeah. we've, been, we've bottled it. But 
I don't think we bought it. I think this was actually... I'd actually like to think this was our first game going into it as, like, proper favourites. And it kind of shows you how can we deal with it. Yeah. That's how I've seen it. But, hey, we got the win. One from one. The Doddywear Cup, back-to-back. Welcome to Scotland, Alec Hepburn, Elliot miller Mills. Friend of the show, Kyle Rowe, getting the nod at fullback. He was phenomenal. I did. He, he was one of the standout players, in my opinion, but, in sort of stead of Blair Kinghorn. Now we just yeah. sort the problems, disappointment. Like, I mean, we gave away 14 consecutive penalties and we still won the game. Let that sink in. 14. So, fix the discipline, do what we did in that first half and you can't touch us. And that's not me being arrogant. That's going to be hard to stop. But anyway, I could ramble on all day because it was so good. Yeah, we know. I actually, had, I actually had to like chill out for an hour after the game just to get the heart right back to normal and yeah, control yeah. the blood pressure, blood pressure and all that. Drink a lot of water. Yeah, all the stuff, all the all the good stuff. Anyway, we're still we're back into the Six Nations this weekend. There is no break, thank God, because I hate the break. I hate it. Proper momentum killer. But anyway, we've got predictions. There's no Friday night game, boys. No, oh, Friday night lights is gone. Gone. Nice while it lasted. But we are have two bangers on the Saturday. We're up at Murrayfield, which means I'm there. I'm loud. I'm proud. Scotland. France. <laughs> Oof. This has the makings to be a very entertaining game. Scotland with momentum, but they've been sort of... They've had their weaknesses highlighted. Yep. France have had their weaknesses highlighted, circled, underlined everything um but they are going to they are you know this this isn't the french team of old where you know they shit the bed for an entire tournament and you know we'll have to wait until next year to see if france can magically change you know this french team for the best part of i mean the last cycle the last four years have been slowly building and have become one of the strongest teams uh in the world so yeah. I don't think they're going to be um, – uh, well, I'm sorry. I do think they're going to come to Murrayfield with the intent to win and with the intent to win well. Yeah. I This French team with the players they've got are just too good to have two performances like that back-to-back. Mm. So I see, them in, I see them being much more like themselves. However, their record in Edinburgh is not good, is it? I don't no. Think. It's not – a and on the back of being humbled like that at home, the last place they probably want to go is is Edinburgh and play Scotland, who notoriously are a very, very good side at home. So I think, yeah, I think it's going to be really tight. Um, but I, I, I just, it's that sort of the wounded animal of France. Will they come back and just sort of be that pissed off that they go and absolutely mm. punk Scotland? But I think Scotland are a better side than that. So, yeah, I think this could be... It's going to be really, really tight, and I'm going to wait before I give my prediction because I'm not too sure. Okay, well, I'll... It's saved it. Do you, do, you, do you want me to kick it off with the predictions yeah. then? Because I think oh, I'm yeah. going to I am going to give Scotland the win. Um, obviously, number one, home advantage. Murrayfield is an absolute cauldron of rugby. Um, I don't think... 
Scotland are, I think they will learn from their issues. I don't think they're going to have a second half performance like that because I, I think they're going to know now not to take the foot off the pedal and that discipline as well. I can just imagine what this week of training is going to be like for them. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Um, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout or anything. It's going to be a close game. And if Scotland do uh, fall short like they did against Wales in the second half, France are going to pounce and they're going to pounce harder and they might take it. But I am going for Scotland to beat France at Murrayfield. I think obviously Scotland are winning. Back your team as always. <laughs> club, and just clarify, just getting out of the way. But I think people are actually overlooking it. The fact we might be really pissed off at that win. Mm. We might be kicking ourselves. And like we said, Finn Russell wasn't happy. Sione Tulipolotu wasn't happy. Jagger Townsend sure as hell isn't happy. Fix it. We, we were on, me and Harv spoke about a statement when that Scotland need to be considered contenders for the Six Nations. I said do it in Cardiff, get a statement when I was halfway there, and then we kind of... Literally halfway there. Oh, yeah. halfway there. Anyway. <laughs> Big statement when, do it at home. Give the home crowd, because even some of the Scott, not me, but like my comment sections this week's week, Townsend needs to go. Jamie Ritchie needs to be dropped. Finn Russell's not it. Blah, blah, blah. All that shit of the day. So let's make a big statement. Let's get a comfy win. If we're in control, stand on the throat. Don't take the pre- don't take the pressure off. Mm. Let's let's squash some croissants, chuck some baguettes in the air, and let's just. Fucking go for it, boys. Big I'm going to see some deep, deep fried croissants on a deep fried croissants <laughs> and deep fried croissants. That is burgeoning on racism, but uh... <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. But Scotland by, I'll take Scotland by five. Ooh. Yeah, Cam, you didn't give a winning margin, by the way. You just said Scotland wins. So. Um. Okay, I'm gonna say Scotland by eight. <laughs> All right. Okay, I've made my mind up. Um, I'm gonna balance this out a little bit. I think right. that. Right. I think that Scotland that. What I saw in that 35 minutes was would really concern me. Um, this French side are going to be hurting. I think both sides, will, there'll be an element of both sides sort of wanting to prove a point. But that French side is, on paper, I still think the better team. It's close, but I think the French side, pound for pound, is just about a better side. And I think that as a wounded animal coming to Edinburgh, They've got a lot to prove, and I just can't see them playing that badly again. Um, so I, I think it'll be really tight, but I do think we'll see a much better France. And, yeah, Scotland, that, that 35 minutes really bothered me. Um, I can't shake that. So I'm going to say France by five. And just like that, it's Marcello's last ever episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. Hey look, hey, look, Cam, what, you know what my predictions are like. I've, I'm not, I, I can be quite right with what I say about my predictions because remember what I called a few weeks ago? I don't know why I said that. Once again, I'm t- I don't recall this. And my yeah. predictions are pretty bang on all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Our rivalry as old as time as a oh. classic. Regardless of who the coaches are, regardless of what team they put out, England yeah. 
versus Wales at Twickenham. Mm. Who are we get? Who are we backing in this? Because they're both very new teams. It's yeah. This is the game. I think I've probably been most looking forward to in the run up to the Six Nations, uh, especially after the squads were announced, because these two squads are so so different to what we've been seeing over the last few years. We are literally getting a revival, I feel like, of England versus Wales because this is the the new guard taking over from the old guard now. Both teams um, performing well uh, in their first games in different ways. In fact, actually, both teams being down at halftime um, and then both teams coming back in the second half and winning the... Uh, well, one of them winning the game, Wales falling a point short... Yes. It's, it's really hard. Um, England, I think, player for player looks stronger um, just in terms of their new caps. A lot of them really stood up to the challenge. Wales, I feel like, maybe don't have the cohesion yet. Okay. <sighs> Uh, I think also at Twickenham, I think I'm going to have to back England. Um, as yet, I know. I think <laughs> player for player, England in each position are probably stronger. Mm. And I think as a team, they looked better than Wales did against Scotland. So I'm going to give it to England by... Three. Ooh, I'll go. I'll give it to Marshall. Um, again, growing up, this was the game I looked forward to the most in the Six Nations. I think this is the big. I think this rivalry is the best one for me. Um, it's probably it's a, it's a biased view. I mean, everyone, everyone thinks that they've got the the big rivalry, and that's fair enough. But it's just there's so much there's so much to it, and I think Wales are a side that, on paper, should never be England with the resources England have and the fact that the Welsh regions are so in the mud and have been for such a long time, the fact that they even compete with England um, and have done in the last decade is a huge credit to them. And I think, I agree, I think pound for pound, player for player, England have got a better side. They've got players that play at a higher level. Um, so, but that Wales performance was encouraging, but just like with Scotland, that first half, would massively worry would worry me too. Um, record in Twickenham is not very good either. Uh, so I I also think England will win, but I do think it will be close to maybe people think. I think that Welsh side showed enough in that second half. I think if they start with that team that finished on Saturday, that they'll give England a good go. I think England are obviously a new side and they showed their weaknesses in that first half against Italy. So I think that Wales can cause some problems and will probably score a couple of tries, but yeah, I think England by seven. Mm. Ah, I actually really fancy Wales to go in here. Yeah, of course you do, because you're a Scotsman. That's not about, that's nothing to do you're, with you're not. You're not going to say, I think England are going to win, are you? No, it's I just can, not I in can, your DNA. I can see, I, I can I see agree, England. I agree. I can see, I can see Wales doing it. I think, yeah. I do think England, if they start the way they, we know that they can, it's going to be 
I'm like, it's going to be bloodshed. It's mm. just a, an absolute demolition. But if they think uh, it's just Wales and just have that little doubt, I think Wales can take advantage of that. Again, it's not going to be pretty. These games are never going to be pretty. My head is saying England by 15. Ooh. I think if they can get it, they're going to run away with it. But my heart is saying Wales by four. So there's my I'll, I'll, there's mm. two. There you go. I've done two predictions. This, this, this game, I think, this game is going to be down to whoever whoever starts the strongest, but ultimately whoever finishes the strongest. However, it's not yeah, it's not about how you start. It's about how you finish. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But I think in in years gone by, Wales have started slowly. They go behind to England and then finish strong, but leave themselves too much to do. I feel like no, that's no, been no, the no, way. No. That's been the way the last couple of years. So. I, I, I can see a world in which they win, but I just think with the players England have, I think then they've probably just got a little bit more nous about them. I, I, I think it would be a really big shock if Wales were to go then win. It'd be great, and I'd love it, but <laughs> don't, don't see it happening. Let's just get the best of both worlds. Let's have England run away with that 15 points head, and then Wales win by four. There you go. I like it. Yeah, we're all happy. There you go. And on to the Sunday. We're over to Dublin. Oh, God. Champions are back at home. Do you know, this fixture really annoys me because I feel like it's this, this really annoys me because it's frustrating because I feel like Italy started this tournament with really encouraging momentum, even though they lost to England. There were plenty of well, they were leading at half time. I think what was the stat that it was the first time Italy have led a game in the Six Nations at half time since after like a long time ago. It's been a while. Um, yeah, we, and... we, I think we, I think we were beating France last year at half time. Were you? Yeah, I think we were. Maybe, maybe it was. But no, your, point, your, point is, your point is valid. Your point's valid. We, we. Just don't win anyway. Yeah. And like even though they lost, I feel like Italy look really, really dangerous. And if only they could have a team like maybe Wales or a wounded France or something, yeah. I feel like they would I, I would be more confident of Italy making it a close game or even pulling off a win. But the mm. fact that they've got Ireland in Dublin, yeah. I I, I can see a battering coming and I can see a knock of confidence and I can see it having a spiral effect to this, this young Italian team. And that's what I'm very, Fuck very you. worried about. No. no. <laughs> um, I don't know. Well, how do you, think, how do you, how I mean... do you respond to that? Um, <laughs> look, it's, I actually think, Whenever we go to Dublin, it is never even close. And we always tend to have our worst performance in Dublin. It always happens. We, we're never even anywhere near. Ireland always conk us in Dublin. Like, it is literally always the same. We've never come anywhere near them in Dublin. Like We've beaten them in Rome. Uh, when was it? 2013. Um, we've pushed them closer a couple of times in Rome. 
but it's one of those games where we just never get anywhere near them and we just tend to leave our worst game of the tournament when we go there. But I think this Italian side are confident bunch. Um, I think they've got lots to like about them. They've got a lot of energy. They play a really good attacking game. They've obviously thought a little bit more about how they're going to be a bit more pragmatic at times. Um, defensively, they looked really good, again, at points. I think generally, defensively, they were pretty good uh, on Saturday. Um, do I see a world in where Italy caused them problems last year in Rome? We pushed them really close. Arguably, you know, we could have we could have won that game had we made a couple of uh, different decisions uh, in crucial moments. I think we've got the ability to hurt Ireland. I don't. I honestly, I don't see us winning the game. Um, but I don't think this will be as uh, convincing as some people are thinking. I think. I think Italy will give a good account of themselves, and I think it will be. It'll be a bit closer, and I think they'll get a couple of tries, and they'll come out of it with a fair amount of credit, which is actually all I'm hoping for. I just want to see us continue the sort of doing the things we did last week, kind of try and reduce that error count a little bit. Um, but otherwise, I'm happy if we go there and um, yeah, get a few punches off and, and come out of it with some credit. Because look, anyone going to Dublin and playing Ireland, especially after that win last weekend, is getting is getting beaten. No one's going yeah. to Dublin and beating them. Literally no one, I don't think anyone in world rugby goes to Dublin and beat them at the moment. Um, not even South Africa. Not even South Africa. Oh, no, I agree with you. We've been to Dublin and we've lost. So, I'm exactly. not... so, so it's, so it's, it's a really, it's a really hard, it's, it's obviously not ideal um, having this game up, but I think, I think we'll go there and look, there's no pressure on us. There's nothing for us to lose. I think we'll just focus on ourselves and, and just see where we are compared to the best team not best team in the world, obviously, but you know one of the best teams. The in the best world, team so in the northern hemisphere at the moment. Yeah, and and arguably the hardest place in world rugby to get. Yeah. So. You know what? You know what? For Italy, I think it comes down to targeting the nine and ten, stopping Bundiaki. And, and if anyone think, can, and if and if anyone can, Menoncello will because that I was going to say I I think player. I think Brex and Menoncello are going to if if they're playing well because they played well against England and they they look like a hell of a centre combination against England. Uh, if they can use their big boys like Canone, like like Negri to break Negri's some, out. Negri's oh, is he? Yeah, uh, he's injured. Well, there goes my plan. Italy are going to get battered. No negative, yeah, no win. But I think the, the idea of Menoncello up against Bundyaki will be something quite... I'm really looking forward to no. watching. That would be a good I'm going to say Ireland by 15, and that's me being fair... Generous. ...to Ireland <laughs> and also kind to Italy. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't even want to say mine. I feel like it's brutal. Go on, then. I'm sorry. Damn. I'm sorry. Go on. Ireland by 35. Just because... Uh, it confirms Murray hates Italy. There we are. Yeah. Comments, get him. I would... I can see... I can definitely see this being a lot tight. Like Marcello said, a lot tighter than people are expecting. No, 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 no. I'm saying 35 because Ireland, again, once they get comfy, you're not stopping them. Yeah. So, 
if you could keep them rattled just a little bit, I could see it be like Ireland by 10. I, I can actually see it being a tighter scoreline than Ireland-France. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm just saying that to counter what I've just said. I'm genuinely in two worlds where I'm like, Ireland will either just smash Italy in Dublin like they usually do, sorry, or this Italian team goes, you know what, yeah, they beat France, but let's show what we can do. Yeah, I think I'll go Ireland by 17. Um, yeah, I'll go Ireland by 17, but I think we'll come out of it with with a good amount of credit. And I'm not, I'm, we're past that point of being like, oh, as long as we keep it under 50 or whatever, I'm not going to go around saying that because that's a shit attitude to have. And I don't, I don't think this group, I don't think this group deserve that. I think they're better than that. So um, I reckon 17 hey. points. Italy, surprise us. Go beat Ireland because we'd all love it. So that would be the biggest shock in rugby history, I think, genuinely. Honestly, we went to I Dublin. think I think I would, we I think I would feel patriotic and I'm not Italian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that was the Six Nations. We're just, just before we round off, we have got some news from the other aspects of the rugby world. The tier two Six Nations, as people like to call it, the Rugby Europe Championship. A bit of an upset. Yes, big up. Before I get to there, Romania beat Poland 20 points to eight. We expected that. Georgia beat Germany 28-17. Spain beat Netherlands just 20 points to 18. And then the shock that Cam's just said, Belgium beat Portugal. Bear in mind the last time we've seen Portugal, they beat Fiji in yeah, last year's in the, World, in a World Cup. Well, mm. Belgium just beat them 10 points to 6. Wasn't pretty. Passing down with rain in Brussels, but hey, a win is a win. That's how it's done. Yeah. Fair play to Belgium. So you know what this means? In oh, the logical sense, no, Belgium no, will no, beat no, Fiji. No, we're not doing this again. <laughs> no. You're going to say Belgium's better than Fiji, technically. Belgium and... the Six Nations. Belgium should yeah. get promoted. Be- Belgium would beat Fiji, but Fiji beat Australia. Therefore, Belgium would beat Australia. Oh, shut up. Actually, I think Belgium probably could beat Australia. Shut up. You know what? Just for fun, right? We've got predictions for next week for the Europe Championship. Oh, God. I don't, I don't, I ain't got a clue. Exactly. That's the point of it. That's the fun of it. You just rattle off. All right. So, okay. We've got Georgia versus Netherlands. Georgia by 30. Yeah. Georgia bugger. by 135. <laughs> I have had a very bad experience in Amsterdam and hasn't held back since. <laughs> Yeah, Romania. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ten nine Netherlands. <laughs> what? Georgia can get fucked. Fuck Georgia. Man. Oh my god. Romania versus Belgium. I don't know. Belgium go on a streak. Belgium by two. Who knows? Romania by forty three. Romania by uh, eighteen. You're not as fun with us anymore. <laughs> Portugal versus Poland. I imagine Portugal is going to be heavily pissed off now. So, yeah. Portugal by 25? I don't know. I've never really seen Poland. Portugal 3-0. 3-0. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's going to be a board draw, 0-0. Oh, God. And last, Spain versus Germany. Go on, Deutschland. Get a win. Germany by... Like, that, that is a football game, isn't it? That really is. That's that, football, yeah, that football. is. Three. And Spain, Spain would win that two one. Yeah, where would I, where would I rather go on holiday? 
Probably Spain. So I, I'll I'll say Spain by um, what's a good number? Sixteen. So I'll I'll just do it by the eligibility rule, the granny rule. Germany for the win by five. Murray, you're not German. I am. Uh, <laughs> and I'm enough to get capped. I'm German enough to get capped. Oh dear. <laughs> anyway, rugby news. Another English superstars away. Lewis Ludlam's joining Toulon at the end of the season. Well, yeah. there goes another. Just go get that bag. Go get that bag, Chief. Maratoje staying though. Yeah, I think he's been a, a, a central contractor though. Because there's absolutely no way Saracens could afford his wages. On, on yeah, I think I think the RFU dangled a bit of money in front of him and said, "Please stay." They got on their knees and begged. He's got loads. He's got loads of sponsorship deals over here as well. So, like, why? I don't feel like he's one of those players that needs to go to France and pick up a load of cash. Mm. He's sorted. Um, not really much else. Crusaders played Munster. They did. Lee, and Lee, Lee Harpenny did the, the hacker. Lee, yeah, Lee did you see did that? the hacker. The and most, <laughs> the most gentle, theater. polite hacker I've ever seen. It was. It was life. it was so polite. Yeah. I almost felt like saying thank you. <laughs> yeah. It was so the Welshest way to do a hacker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brilliant. I'm actually surprised they let him do it. I know that sounds. Stu- I know he's still part of the team, but do you know what I mean? Like traditionally, he's really not. <laughs> why? Why did they do it? I think it's I just think, a, uh, just overseas, aren't they? Yeah, they tour when they tour. They do their. They do a hacker. They couldn't have exactly called half any to just sit on the sideline, lad. You can't do it, Lee. You're not allowed to do the hacker going. They should. They should have given him like a couple of pom poms and put him on the side as like a cheerleader, yeah. so he could dance along on the sideline. That's basically all the news. Monster won, by the way. Monster yeah, 21-19. Good game. Uh, that's pretty much it. Ah, uh, Melbourne Rebels are in administration, and it looks like the Brumbies are voluntarily going as well. So Rugby Australia is dying on its arse as we speak. Yep. Super Rugby Roundup this year is going to be a cakewalk. It's going to be just a brush over. It's going to be Fiji and Drua versus New Zealand. Yeah. Great. With a hint, with a hint of Moana Pacifica. There you go. Mm, nice sprinkling. But, yeah, but hey, that's a rugby smash. Six Nations. We love it. That's our favorite time of the year. Can't wait to go again next week. Indeed. Who knows? We might actually all come back with a win. Probably not. But probably. Yeah, that's wishful thinking. It's a very nice thought, but we'll end on yeah. that. Scotland, um, Scotland, have never beaten France. No, so that's true. That's what I'll let us so down. Not, I was so not on about me. Italy, it's, Italy will beat Ireland, Wales yeah. will beat England, and Scotland will lose to France by a point after leading yeah. by 29. No, no, no. Yes. no I'm, not doing, I'm not doing that again. If we, if we take <laughs> and, Murray, and Murray won't return. <laughs> no, Murray will retire. He'll move to France. And... Yeah. <laughs> no. Anyways. To lose, man. Anyway, we're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Hit the follow, hit the subscribe. Just engage with us. The views on TikTok's actually doing well. The engagement's coming back. A lot of people didn't like how Cam said Ireland last week. 
I got a lot of stick because it sounded like you said island. I don't but... care. <laughs> yeah. Spinning it. Anyway. Yeah, that was it. We'll be back next week for Six Nations and probably some more random rugby tour that happens and more rugby Europe championship. Because why not? It's fun. Balls of Poland. <laughs> <laughs> and just like that, we'll see you next week.